Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most cowardly podcast network. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched The Monster Squad. The Monster Squad is a 1987 comedy horror film directed by Fred Decker and written by Shane Black. The film features the Universal Monsters, Count Dracula, Frankenstein's Monster, the Wolfman, the Mummy, and the Gill Man, who are in search of a powerful amulet that will grant them power to rule the world. The only thing standing in their way is a brave group of monster-obsessed kids known as the Monster Squad. (laughs) Oh, wow. I loved it. Oh, yeah. Gill Man. Um, (laughs) Bloody hell. Shane Black. Which one of you told me um, the same year he wrote Tom, you were telling me he had a huge year. Yeah. So this year he had... So this is when they were released, but Monster Squad, Predator, and Lethal Weapon all came out in 1987, and he wrote all three of them. It's bloody massive. Is this his best? Probably. I mean, Monster <laughs> Squad is by far the, the bottom one of those <laughs> ones. But. Fuck. What a movie. Like, I, I, I'd been told about this movie for a few years. Um, someone was saying to me that it's like their favorite movie from when they were a kid. You've got to check it out. Got to check it out. I think because it had Dracula in it. And um, Right, yeah. I put it off. And then I think I was looking for some real tight 90s. And this is tight. Like, this is like, this is in the 70 minute sort of. Oh, it's, it's, it's like 86 lot. minutes. It's even less. It's like 75, I reckon, or something like that. But yeah, it's bloody tight. A lot happens. What's incredible is they put so much plot in just <laughs> over an hour. Too much plot. Who's to say? Did you guys find that the final 15 minutes of this movie, it's up there with the most insane stretch I've ever seen in a movie. So much stuff (laughs) happens. So much stuff pays off. It's it's off the chain. It's cooked. I wish I'd watched this one with you guys. Oh, man. Then it would have been a five. Tell me, what did you give this on Letterboxd? Uh, I dropped a big fat four on it. (laughs) Um, I had the benefit of watching it with Adam my housemate, mm. who fucking loves this movie. He's seen it multiple times and he dropped a five on it and I almost got there. But the, the thing that held me back, uh, and I can't even think of the plot point now, but it was just one. Oh, yeah. It's the fact that fucking Frankenstein's horny for a 16-year-old girl. They all <laughs> made <laughs> you 15. <laughs> I just, I've got this real weird thing at the moment. I watched this and Tokyo Drift like recently, mm-hmm. and both of them feature a moment where we're supposed to be 
aroused by like someone who is underage and it's fucked. It's hugely questionable. Yeah. Yeah. To the point that he takes, like, I know Frankenstein's monster accidentally takes the photo of her through the window, <laughs> but even still, I mean, the fact that they use that to to coerce her into saying she's a virgin and going along with having to recant the old German, it's pretty twisted. There's some icky 80s stuff yeah. going on here. Oh. This movie is like yep. this movie is the eighties crammed into ninety minutes. It is unreal. <laughs> and what's what is what is super unreal to me is that I never knew this thing existed. Like Tom, you said Adam loves this movie. I don't know how in my younger movie going experience I missed this film. I don't understand where it was when I was watching all the other films. I wish I'd seen it. Even as an adult man. How the fuck did I not know this existed? Right. If I had seen this as a child, this would have been like my favourite movie. This and Loch Ness. I would have just watched them on repeat <laughs> my entire life. How did I miss it's this? Sounds, this movie was made for you, Sean. Yeah. Bloody hell. Oh, there's some big moments. My God. Can I tell you my favourite moment? Please. Can I guess? Uh, yeah, there are two. So if you get one of them, go. All right, so it's in the last 15 minutes and it's when yeah. a certain fat kid... <laughs> turns around with a shotgun <laughs> and says, it's Horace, and pumps the shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> it's Unreal. so good, man. It's so oh, good. I wish I had that in my life. That was so fucking good. <laughs> the amount of lines, the amount of action movie lines this, this cast give before doing something badass. What was Dracula's line <laughs> before he threw dynamite into the treehouse? It was like... Meeting over or something. Meeting adjourned. Meeting's adjourned. <laughs> meeting adjourned. Why would Dracula have dynamite? Why would Dracula know what a meeting is? Why would Dracula know to say meeting adjourned? It's unreal, but I fucking loved it. Why does he know they have fucking meetings? <laughs> yeah, he sent Frankenstein to spy on them and he defected. Why is Dracula <laughs> flying in a plane? <laughs> <What>? <laughs> when he then has a magical ghost car. <laughs> yes. Yeah, my first... I'm like, where did the car come from? How did he find his Dracula car in America when he came over from predictably <laughs> Germany? Where did the car even fucking come from? But obviously, if it's a ghost car, who? Th- this is what this movie does so well. It it doesn't give you time to question any of it. No. Because it's just throwing more ridiculous shit at you until you just go, fuck it, I'm on a carnival ride. I'm just going to go along with it. Because none of this makes sense. Yes. That was Van Helsing, wasn't it, in the first scene? <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. I'll tell you. So, oh. outside of Horace having his hero moment, my favourite part of the whole film is when the black hole thing opens up and Van Helsing <laughs> just gives the thumbs up. <laughs> yes. Oh. oh, man. That I actually, I was I watched it by myself and I actually sat there and just went, yes, yeah. fuck yeah. yeah. It was so good. I gave him the thumbs up back <laughs> because I was so shocked. Damo's <laughs> just this- thumbs upping his TV. <laughs> the... the- Van Helsing that's been trapped in like a black hole for a hundred years. The first thing he does when he comes out is bear hug Dracula to take him in and give some unknown kid a thumbs up. Would he even know what a thumbs up is? Unreal. What a fucking movie. Oh. The, oh. Damo, did you find yourself doing the thumbs up without even realizing you were doing it? I was doing it. I was doing I was just like looking at Holly with my thumb already in the air, being like, what just happened? <laughs> Holy crap. I, I honestly feel like we could do a whole mini series on this one movie alone and just break down <laughs> scene by scene. Because even like the opening credits start off explaining 
how Van Helsing tried to kill Dracula and it's got this very sort of nice gothic text and it breaks it down quite literally and everything. And then it just says, they blew it, (laughs) which is great. And then we cut to a scene where we're watching the thing that just got described in the scroll. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just... Can I just say my favourite, most fucking cooked moment in this film? So this this movie is just going balls to the wall, throwing stuff at you constantly. It's got all of the tropes of an 80s film. And then they're just like, hey, you know what's a really serious thing? The Holocaust. Yes. Yes, Tom. (laughs) Like, Not all monsters are monsters. Yeah. They say something like there's there's the uh, the classic old creepy German guy who turns out to have a heart of gold, which is lovely. And they say, wow, how does he know so much about monsters? And he goes, well, I've dealt with monsters before. Slow pan down to his arm where we see his his concentration camp tattoo. Unbelievable. Like, I had to sort of do a double take to be like, wait, is that saying what I think it's saying? Like, the Nazis. He's talking about Nazis are monsters, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Holy crap. What a movie. It had it all. It had, literally had had it all. I've got a question as well, just on, you know, we're talking about why is he in a plane and all this shit. Why is the mummy in that kid's bedroom? Yeah, yes, but, again, oh, Tom. Mate. <laughs> why does the army respond to a letter written by an eight-year-old fucking kid that says, Dear Army Man, there are monsters, and so they roll fucking yeah. tanks in. Oh, man. <laughs> I love that they give he gives him the oh. business card. At the and end. then they yeah. high-five and hug. <laughs> it's a theme song. That, how good is that? Because... He gives him the card and goes, it like pans in, we're the monster squad. A yeah. movie would end there, but then the song kicks in and it shows <laughs> yes. the celebration after. They're just like being kids high-fiving each other. And the, and oh, the song, fuck, the, I love the this song movie. in the credits. Uh, whoever's listening to this, please go Google this song immediately. It's like this rap. It's that 80s rap R&B sort of hyperactive that, that literally describes the events of the movie in 80s rap. Yeah. It is just, yep. it is so beautiful. I yep. was going to include in this episode, so I'm like, oh, we probably can't because of copyright. So go Google it because it's ridiculously awesome. Just go watch the fucking movie. Just go watch the movie. Yeah, thanks. Just, watch, yeah, the movie, just watch the movie. Just go watch the movie. the credits. I can promise you will not be disappointed on any level. It has something for everyone, this movie. Can we also talk about the, like, the insanity <laughs> of just the cop stuff? Yes. Between like his dad and his partner, and his partner who just changes emotion every line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every line reading has a different feeling. Yeah. <laughs> and his cracking jokes, his cracking wise, like those cops almost felt like they were in another eighties movie again. Like this is where this really movie yeah. brought in every eighties thing, as well as, as well as the fact that that cop, the sidekick cop character, should have just been called Black Token Cop. Because not only was he the only black person we saw in the whole film, he was also the very first person to die from <laughs> Dracula throwing more tea. In- Dracula has so much TNT in his cloak, it's ridiculous. Why does a vampire <laughs> fight with fucking dynamite? I love it so he much. He has vampire powers. <laughs> it's so great. He can turn into a bat and control brides. It's so good. Fuck. <laughs> Why does he have brides? <laughs> Oh man, everything about this movie is so wonderful. <sighs> Damo, did you love did you love the creature? Oh mate, I love the creature. I love that it was called the Gilmer because basically mm. they didn't have the I read this, they didn't have the rights to basically creature from the Black League. I don't even I don't even know how they got the rights to any of it if it wasn't universal, mm. but for some reason they had to call it the Gilman. Easily my favorite of all of them. Mm. I don't know why I love the creature from the Black Lagoon so much. He's just the best. I always find him so engaging. 
uh, and the the face of it was just fantastic. The mm. the mask or whatever it was, as well as just how entirely unnecessary he was. He showed up, I think, three times. If I'm being generous, yeah. There's one time he just happened to pop out of the the lagoon in this American city. The next time where Dracula's standing by the lagoon, getting his crew together in like very Avengers style fashion, and then yeah, he pops out again. And then, actually, no, four times, because then there's another point where that little kid who writes the letters to the army guys sees him, tells the gang, and they ignore him, and then nothing happens from that. And then finally, we're out of nowhere in the town centre. He pops out of the sewer grate and starts attacking people. Just great. I mean, that's so fucking ridiculous. Uh, You're also forgetting- Love the wolfman as well. The werewolf exploding and then regenerating because it wasn't a silver bullet. Oh boy, oh, this oh, this film like all their takes. Even I, like, but then it has weird moments of of goodness and heart. Like two moments in particular. I liked that the Wolfman was trying to do the right thing. He didn't want to be Dracula's pawn. He was telling the cops, "I'm a Wolfman. Lock me up. Lock me up." I mean, he was so over the top aggressive about it to the point where they were trying to lock you up. Just stop and let them lock you up, and you will be locked up. But he kept screaming and yelling to the point that it all went fucking haywire. And then the other point of heart is Frankenstein with like the five-year-old girl at the end, where now like he, he's so quickly converted to the to the Monster Squad side by meeting a little girl so quickly <laughs> that it shouldn't work, but it weirdly does when he's going into the black hole and she's trying to hold on to him. And then she throws her teddy out to him as as this little bit of comfort and he and he oh. holds it to his chest and gives a big smile. And fuck, part of me got, got my heart grew. My heart grew about three times the size. <laughs> it didn't deserve yeah. to, but it bloody did. Nah, he's really shit at his job. Like, <laughs> yeah. Dracula sent him there. And then, like, is he ever evil? No. Nah. Like, as soon as he meets the girl, he's like, yeah, I'm in the yeah. squad. Even though she's not in the squad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so great. Like, Dracula literally says, go get the amulet. If they won't give it to you, kill them. And Frankenstein goes, yeah. yes, I will do that. And then doesn't never does mm. doesn't even tries to do that. He's just next time we see him, the little girls found him off camera, and he's just friendly and sweet and everything like that. It's just fantastic. This movie doesn't need to make sense. It's like fuck your tur- fuck your logic turns. We don't need them here. <laughs> <laughs> it just just like even the scene where they're like recruiting everyone. They're just mm. they're so quick. There's that beat where like they go from. Fuck, I'm just even thinking of cooked shit. Like, So there's that bit yeah. where they realise they're up against monsters because someone named Mr. Alucard calls up. He writes Dracula backwards and goes, fuck, it must be Dracula. Yes. It must be yeah. real. <laughs> <laughs> Having read none of the diary because he can't speak German. Right. And the, the fact that Van Helsing's diary happens to end up in his hands like two days before this. And then also, I want to go back to the point, Tom, where you said the mummy was in the little boy's cupboard because that whole sequence was out of no like we saw the mummy meet up with dracula when he calls the posse together next scene he somehow got broken into this little boy's room for reasons unknown then just walked into his cupboard and closed the door behind him what what is happening do you think like that was in the trailer i mean the logic is what he's looking for the diary do you reckon i think it was just like they wanted something spooky for the trailer like it just feels like a weird 80s thing that went nowhere. Is it a good joke, though? Is that the point? Like, oh, there's nothing in your cupboard and there clearly is something in his cupboard. It feels like a tired joke. 
Although maybe at the time it was it was good. I don't know. I didn't say it was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this movie also does that that great trope of none of the adults believing the children at any turn. Even the cop, who's like, even when the cop gets the call from the Wolfman to say, "Hey, it's me, the Wolfman again. I've managed to break free. You need to come to this address. It's all happening." So the cop by this point knows something cooked is happening in town and then goes, ah, oh, you crazy idiot, and hangs up on him. It's funny too, thinking of the, the cop, like in a movie so packed with stuff, they even like give him like a marriage problem and he's got to go to counselling. Yeah. And- <laughs> yeah. I think, isn't there like a murder and he gets the phone call and he can't go to counselling and he's really happy yeah. about it? <laughs> yeah. And then they have the fight about how he has to go and do a murder. And also he talks so quick and angry, like, on a dime. Mm. He shows up, someone makes one joke, he's like, well, mummies don't come back to life. Why are you so angry? Where's this anger come? I know why you have marital problems. You're a fucking psycho. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, like there's so many other things we could, we could talk about, but I'm, I'm going to have to move this along because there's too many. Like every beat of this film was just <laughs> crazy. But there's one thing I really wanted to say to you. So, Carney, you said as a kid, it was like this movie was made for you, but you obviously missed out on watching it as a kid. Yeah. So, about a year after this movie came out, about a year after, Shane Black and Fred Decker were working together on another movie they were writing called Shadow Company. So, the script for this one was going to be an action horror film about a group of US Special Forces soldiers who died during the Vietnam War and years later became members of a secret army experiment where they rose up from their graves as rotting, unstoppable zombies. <laughs> it gets better. <laughs> so this movie was going to be directed by John Carpenter <laughs> and it was going to star Kurt Russell. Oh my <laughs> fucking God. What happened? What happened? Never got made. Never happened. Fuck. Make it now. Kurt's still happy. Get him I in. know. Jesus Christ. I couldn't believe that. Every beat of that movie, I'm like, holy crap. Was this made for us? Fuck. If you make it now... You probably can't have Kurt as that. He could play like a a government honcho or something. And surely, yeah. it's The Rock. Oh, oh great! Yeah, yes, yes, Tom. Yeah. It's a it's a Hobbs and Shaw crossover. All right, I'm going to ask the question: Were we scared? <laughs> I was only scared for 16 year old women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was scared that I would never feel this way again. <laughs> yeah, 
I was scared about how much I was enjoying myself. <laughs> I was scared that Dracula had too much makeup on his face and he might die. <laughs> <laughs> I was scared Dracula might show up at my house with a stick of dynamite. Otherwise, I wasn't scared of him. <laughs> I just love that he has dynamite in his cape. Fuck me. And that's his weapon. That's his go-to that's weapon. So yeah. good. Oh. I don't think we ever... Did we see him bite anybody? I don't think we did. Oh, once, I think. I think he did uh, once. He, goes, he bites one of the girls, doesn't he, when he's turning him into his yeah. brides for an unspecified right. reason yeah. that just happens, yeah. yes. which is really so, fucking yeah. weird. Sometimes dynamite can't do everything. you got to use your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, oh, yeah, probably fuck. not scared. Do you, do you think child you would have been scared of this movie? Uh, I think some like I saw some reviews where it was like, "Whoa!" When I was a kid, this was this fucked this fucked me up. Blah blah blah. Yeah, I think there's like some scenes when they're in like a spooky house when there's a couple of jump scares. Mm. I think if you were a kid, maybe that would have got you. But <laughs> you mean you mean when they kick Wolfman in the nards? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Horace brags about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Horace. You motherfucker. Oh, just <laughs> even Horace, the the that classic eighties thing of. Just call it. They didn't even. Wasn't even subtle. They just called fat kid fat kid. Yeah, even his friends. Yeah, that's <laughs> like the bullies do it, and you're like, well, yeah, they're bullies. But the friends did it as like a term of endearment. Like mm. it made no sense. <laughs> He's reclaiming the name. Yeah, <laughs> taking away its power. Well, good on him for it. <laughs> and I also, I, I, well, we've got to get to it for scared. But the. The part where the cool kid at the start is so over the top cool with his leather jacket and rocks in on the bike and then he makes the bully. He smokes? Smokes, yeah. I think he was smoking, even though he's like 14. And he's just... Ah, the 80s. And he's just horny as anything. Just so horny. (laughs) And then when he's making all the weapons in the school, right? He's making them in the school. He makes the stakes in wood class. But then he makes bullets. makes bullets! (laughs) So, are we to believe this school has the equipment to smelt bullets? Well, I mean, you probably would, wouldn't you? It'd be a pretty straightforward. He, he just needs heat. Actually, how's he? Sh- how is he shaping them into bullets? I get that he's melting silver. He has a mold. He had the mold. That's what I'm talking about. They had the molds to produce bullets. So his <laughs> his school. This would have been a primary school, wouldn't it? Middle, middle school. Middle school. Middle school for the states. Yeah. Middle school. This middle school had a. At a bullet mold yes, in shop class. Exactly. <laughs> Fucking hell. I mean, it feels like America. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. He probably just went down to like, you know, 7 <laughs> Eleven and was like, oh, can I get a bullet mold and a slushy, please? <laughs> I hope you did. I hope this movie's factually accurate because if I learned that it's not, it would kill me. Right. Knowing that he couldn't have made those bullets yeah. would ruin the believability of this film. When the rest of it was so airtight, that would really upset me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I hated Twilight, because there wasn't enough um, dynamite. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, imagine any vampire movie from here on out not having the main vampire use dynamite. (laughs) I'll be gutted. Well, I wrote wrote a Dracula, and there's no dynamite, so it's a piece of shit. Sean, subpar. That's an immediate rewrite (laughs) there, Carney. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay, if you had to pick a scariest moment of this film, or a moment that you thought as a kid would have scared you the most, what do you think it would be? Oh, fuck. I, I think the mummy would have freaked me out. Mm. The mummy in the in the closet. Well, no, just in general, the look of the mummy is a bit fucked. It is a bit fucked, yeah. Maybe like it's a it's 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 the most realistic, scary looking thing. The creature might have fucked me up if I was a kid. Yeah. I think that one probably because, would have done yeah. it. It's funny, the two that we've picked are the ones that 
didn't show any like kindness. Like Frankenstein was fine. The Wolfman, yeah. he was trying to do the right thing. Dracula, yes. I don't know. Anyone who throws dynamites <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's off the chain. That bloke, fucking he up. Was he's clearly so- just horny. <laughs> Dracula is very horny. So is Frankenstein. <laughs> Usually Dracula is horny for blood, but in this he was horny for explosions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> Seems counterproductive. You can't drink any blood when it's sprayed all over the road. <laughs> <laughs> That's what probably happened. He keeps blowing people up and going, ah, oh, oh, damn it. Oh, just fuck. cuts him like licking Ashfelt, just like, please, please, please. <laughs> Where does he get the dynamite? Does he make it himself? Hey, Sean, shut up. That's a great question. <laughs> He's probably got a guy. <laughs> Dracula's got a dynamite guy. <laughs> his dynamite guy's the cousin of his car guy. <laughs> and his private his private jet guy. <laughs> Speaking of characters pulling just crazy things out of their clothes, when was his name Horace? I, I can only think of him as fat kid now, which is terrible. Yeah. When he pulls the slice of pizza out of nowhere <laughs> and burns yeah. Dracula <laughs> with the garlic. Like, on one hand, they're like, hey, don't call me fat kid, it's Horace. On the other hand, he's just, they're making his character just walk around with pizza in his pocket because, well, that's what fat kids do, I guess. The idea of having pizza on your person and then using the garlic on a slice of pizza to hurt and or maim a vampire, powerful. Powerful stuff. Big fan. Oh, yeah. Did they they plan the pizza or is he just just packing pizza at all times? He's always got pizza. Why is he packing garlic pizza? <laughs> garlic, yeah. though. Jesus, horror. Well, garlic's on every pizza. But what? Isn't what, it? Why is he just having loose pizza in his pocket? Like, it's not in a container or anything. He's just going, <laughs> I'll save that for later. He's a grub. Yeah, he's a grub. He's, he's a fucking kid in the he's 80s. Given up. <laughs> he doesn't know what. Hasn't had hygiene class yet. Yeah. Did you see how excited he was for that second uh, piece of pie when they were at old creepy oh, German man's house? Oh, he's packing pie too. Also, the way that they do that bait and switch where they make you think he's going to kill the kids, even though they've already established in literally the scene just before that he's not going yeah. to kill the kids. And then we start off with, it's time, and he's holding a big knife. Four more pie. <laughs> Stop, you don't need to do that. We've identified that he's a good man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, he should have been, he should have been played by um, Peter Cushing. Oh, I, mm. Carney, you read my mind as I was watching that scene. That's all I could think about. Yeah. Yeah. Did they have the money to get the cush? No. Look at IMDb. None of those people are really anyone. <laughs> no, that's true. What year did this come out? 87. 87, yeah. I think he'd stopped acting around this time. Oh, I'm criminal. Sure. This movie was designed. This movie was almost meant to be a homage to all his movies. It's imagine. It's crazy. Oh, imagine at the end of the black hole, Van Helsing. Grabs oh, Dracula. Carney, yes. Imagine if imagine if it was Cushing. Oh, yeah. if if Cushing had given me a thumbs up, I would have wept. <sighs> and that's a ten star movie. That's a ten oh, star bang. movie. Would have deleted Letterbox, created my own app just so I could Tom, make it bigger. Tom, you'd have to make two Letterbox accounts and give both five. <laughs> Sticky tape two phones together. <laughs> well, another question I want to ask you guys: What do we think about the switch of the the, six, the sixteen year old girl that everyone had been very horny for, where they'd forced her into saying she was a virgin, and then she wasn't a virgin, and has the line "What's his name? It doesn't count." <laughs> yeah, that was. I kind of didn't know how to take. It kind of felt wrong, but I couldn't really pick why. But it, it was pretty fucked up. It's such a trope of the 80s to have the hot sister mm. who's sexual. Yes. 
Like that's such an 80s, yeah. Goonies, yeah. that kind of era of stuff yeah. trope. You even get it in Stranger Things. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. And another question I had was, uh, did it have to be a female virgin? Because was that ever stated that it needed to be a girl? No, men can't be virgins in the 80s, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because I'm like, you've got a whole squad of virgins. Like the Monster Squad might as well be called the Virgin Squad. You're good to go on virgins. <laughs> For some reason, I thought the twist was going to be the old man never got to fuck because of the Holocaust. <laughs> they they kind of set that up, and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are they going to say that because he was in a constant tramp, he never had sex? Oh, my God. Is that the premise? Oh, no, okay, you cool. You know what's crazy? If this movie had done that, I wouldn't have blinked an eye. I would have been like, yeah, that tracks. <sighs> all right, oh, all right. Man. So, all right, if we had been the Monster Squad... How would we have fared in this scenario? We'd been fine. We've done. They they handle the situation brilliantly. Yeah, they get in early. They buy into it early. They don't need to convince one another that they're they're all over it, following these plans meticulously. Mm-hmm. I think we would have been the same. Yeah, we believe in that shit. Would we have bought in as early as them? Yeah, hundred percent. We would. Have, yeah, wouldn't we? we definitely. I think. Would have. Like, fuck yeah. Just through fear you alone. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Unreal. Yeah, I agree. I think even just because I know I was a scared little boy. So, like, totally, if I thought there was monsters, I would have been terrified of them. I guess my my one thing would have been I would have needed someone to push me to then go tackle them. I would have been like, oh, if there are monsters, I should probably head in the other direction. <laughs> would we have pushed you? I don't know. I, I feel like know. we would have run away, wouldn't we? Probably. Yeah, look, Fate of the World... Do we have the book, though? Let's say we have the book. I think we need to know the Fate of the World is in question, that there's an amulet we can get to. I think we need to know everything they know. Would we even be in the Monster Squad? Because they all love monsters. We wouldn't be in that squad. That's a good point. We would have been like, uh, no, thank you. Not for me. We're the bullies in the fucking candy shop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <I'm>, no. I'm, <laughs> I'd more be in the candy squad. I'd just be very interested in... Acquiring as much candy as possible. I'm going to carry pizza on my person at all times now, just in case. <laughs> it's got to be garlic, though, Tom. Mate, all pizza's garlic. No, it's not. Just would smear not. myself in like tzatziki dip. <laughs> <laughs> just tackle Dracula. Oh, I love a souvlaki or a HSP, mate. I'd be, I'd be so sorry. Actually, yeah, you'd be fine. You would be fine. Just breathe towards Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's say, let's say that. Perhaps we weren't founding members of the Monster Squad, but the other lads in the Monster Squad sort of coerced us into joining them. Okay. Yeah. So we're sort of coming along for the ride, but there are these proper heroes over off to the side doing their thing. What would we be doing? We'd be their drivers. Like, we'd be driving them around. We'd be the old man. I assume- That's our role. <laughs> yeah, they... Okay. Actually, yeah, we are. We're the old German. Yeah. Oh, so shit. So... It's us now. I'm yeah. thinking of us as kids, but no, ah. we're we're 30 year old men in this scenario. <laughs> Are we the cops? No, no, we're the hosts of a podcast about scary movies that they listen to, <laughs> and when that shit starts happening, they come to us for help, and we oh, just God. drive them around and like offer support and shit ourselves. Yeah. While the kids act braver than we do, yeah, I like that. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they come to us expecting experts in the field, little realizing. <laughs> That they they've got more expertise than we do. <laughs> We're just a bunch of piss babies. We just throw up on them. <laughs> you got pizza there, that kid? I'll have some of that. Hey, you holding down a fucking pizza on us? <laughs> we we kill Horace for pizza. 
Meaning the cops die because he's not there to kill the creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> so we make the whole thing worse. <laughs> we do. Yeah. We do. Right. I actually like this result. I like the idea of us as as basically choosing to be spectators in this. <laughs> this is how this plays out. Well, we don't have to. The Monster Squad have got it covered. Or the army. Yeah, but like, they've got it. Yeah, the army's on its way. The kid wrote him a letter. What's the problem? Dear Mr. Army Man. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> All right, the last thing I want to say to you guys is there's so many good insults uh, the kids used in this film that I feel like it was it was the thing where adults make up words that kids say. That's how it felt to me. Unless the 80s was just a whole... Having not been alive in any of the 80s, I can't verify what insults were used. Okay. Fair call, fair call. Look, I was born very late in the 80s, so I can't really speak to that either. But when Rudy kills the mummy and it's unraveling and then he yells out, see you later, Band-Aid breath. <laughs> has, anyone in, has anyone in reality ever called somebody else Band-Aid breath? Feels 80s. I think it's brilliant. I think it's one of the great lines of the film. <laughs> <laughs> There's an authenticity to it that I just fucking love. <laughs> Not as good as the authenticity of the scene where they go to the the cool kid and it's literally a five-second scene of them going, do you know any virgins? And he snorts coke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, on that note, Fuck. that's all the scary talk we have for this episode. I've been Damien. I've been Sean. And I've been Tom. If you scary listeners have any comments or would like to say hi or tell us some other scary movies to watch or please tell us if you've seen The Monster Squad. I'd love to know other people's reactions to this cooked-as film. You can email us at threescaredboys at gmail.com or find us on Twitter. I'm at Midday Pajamas. I'm at Carney from 55. And I'm at Awkward Trade. Stay scared, everyone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.